2: All righty. Welcome. It is Bowerley on News Radio 930 WBEN and uh, talking about hidden gem movies that uh, you have found. Uh, Now, I have certain genres that I like. I like uh, – you know, the other genre, I mean, getting away from the uh, organized crime stuff, is uh, 13 days about the Cuban Missile Crisis. And it's kind of funny because what turned me on to that movie was uh, the scene where Paulie and uh, Christopher went to collect the money from the Russian guy, and they were talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis. And Christopher says, I thought that was – and fill in the word – And I watched the movie, and it really is outstanding. And then I went back, and I listened to the uh, transcripts of the XCOM meetings during the Cuban Missile Crisis and gained a whole new respect for uh, President Kennedy. Did he have his shortcomings? Yeah, he did. But... If it wasn't for JFK in the White House during the Cuban Missile Crisis, we probably wouldn't be here right now. Uh, let's get back to uh, Nick in uh, Lackawanna. Nick, uh, talking about hidden gem movies, uh, you've recommended Mean Streets. Uh, you recommended Taxi Driver, which I tried, but I could not get into. But don't feel that bad. I couldn't get into Reservoir Dogs the first time I watched it either. And and now it's uh, it's one of my faves.
3: Okay, listen. I have two. Must-see movies starring Charles Bronson. I don't know if you've ever seen the Velacci Papers. This goes back to 1972. It's a B movie, but it's a phenomenal movie, and it's based on um, Joe Velacci. Do you remember the Velacci?
2: Well, of course, Joe yeah, Velacci well, is actually buried in Niagara County.
3: Well, that's you know more about it than I do, but I mean his. It was so factual, and the movie was great. And the other one, I don't want to take up all your time, but this is an absolute, my favorite movie, Hard Times.
2: Mm. Did you ever see the movie? No, my brother was in a group of that name, but...
3: (laughs) No, listen to me. This is a Charles Bronson movie. It's one of the best fight movies you will ever see. It goes back to uh, New Orleans, 1933, and he's just going down south, Charles Bronson, and he comes across these uh, group of men. They've got a circle around these guys, and they're just bare-knuckle fighting, and he gets involved in it, and the movie is fantastic, and the casting is... uh, I mean, that that Struthers, uh, James Coburn is in it. It's one of the best movies that you will see. I was trying to call in a couple years ago. You were looking for... Some of the best fight movies.
2: Well, no, it just—I I, like—I just like hidden gem movies because there yeah, are know, hundreds of thousands of movies out there, and some get the publicity and some don't. So that's why I wanted to resurrect well, the topic today. This movie today.
3: is from 1975, and if you get a chance to see it, I promise you, you will—you will love the movie. I know you will.
2: And uh, what is the name of it again?
3: Hard times.
2: Hard times. How could I forget that? With but, Charles yeah, the, the and Valachi. James Colburn. Well, the, the Velacci papers, I definitely uh, would like to see. I mean, I've, I've yes, watched the old newsreel videotapes of uh, Joe Velocci, uh doing his testifying before the uh, uh, Congress, and I would definitely like to see the movie. Thank you uh, very much. I appreciate the call. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Your uh, hidden gem movies, and... I was looking at the uh, list of stuff that I've purchased on Amazon, and uh, most of them are movies that uh, y'all probably haven't even watched, but I'll watch them over and over again. Okay, let's go to uh, Rick in uh, Williamsville. Rick, you're on WBEN. Welcome.
0: Uh, Hello, Tom. Uh, Somebody mentioned the Gotti movie with John Travolta. There's a much better version called Gotti starring Arman Asante. It's on one of the streaming devices. And uh, Anthony Quinn plays Ainello Della Croce, yep. which was Gotti's original boss. Best, best mob portrayal I've ever seen, Anthony Quinn, in that movie called Gotti.
2: Well, Asante is Angel also Bar- – Armand Asante is also in uh, American Gangster.
0: Yes, yes. Um, if you like them, that, see this one called Gotti. Um, I think it really much better than the one with Travolta. But the Anthony Quinn character, the best portrayal I've ever seen in movies, including Marlon Brando or anybody else. You got to see that movie. It's it's great.
2: Wait, I'm um, confused. Who played Who played Gotti? Was it Asante or somebody else? Mean, Was it Asante
0: Quinn? plays Gotti. Anthony Quinn plays of of old an old uh, della Croce because he's dying of lung cancer. Right. Does a magnificent job. One more movie is called The Death of Stalin.
2: Oh, I cannot believe you have mentioned the death of Stalin. That yeah. is one of my favorites. I watched it a few times over the weekend. Yeah, the scene where they where they finally murder Berea. Yeah. Who uh, Stalin introduced Beria to Churchill as my Himmler. Yes. He said, "Meet my Himmler." A- and that what, that is not yeah. that is not in the movie, but the death of Stalin uh, with uh, a bunch of people that you have heard of, Jeremy Irons. Um, Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, right? Uh, R- Simon Russell Beale, the uh, yes. uh, Michael Palin from Monty Python. The Death of Stalin is one of the most darkly funny movies you will ever see in your life, and I'm not—I'm not kidding. I watched it twice over the weekend, maybe three times. There's
0: a lot of historic significance to that too, when they finally cornered Berea uh, after the death of Stalin, and, and Khrushchev pulled out a gun. And said, "Now we're in, you know, this is this is us now." And when they find, and when they're all talking at once, I don't know how they directed that movie because all these actors are just piling on each other with with words and and lines, and it's amazing the you know, acting going on in that movie. The death of Stalin, and Gotti. With Armin Asate. Thank you, Tom. Thank
2: you. No, I want to I check out that Gotti movie, but I cannot believe you mentioned the death of Stalin. Do you know, true story, the death of Stalin was actually banned in Russia? And if you look at Russian public opinion polls, you will find that the most popular Russian leader of all time was who? <laughs> Joseph <laughs> Stalin. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yep, for sure
0: it was. He, yeah, yeah, he he was popular, that's for sure. Well, he was popular or you didn't live, one of the two, yeah, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, okay, for those who don't know, Beria was in charge of the NKVD, the predecessor of the KGB, and he basically tried to pull a coup when Stalin died in 1953, but he was basically stymied by a meeting of the Politburo, and a guy named Malenkov took over, who is the same guy who plays the father in the Hangover movies, whose name I can oh. never remember. <laughs> You're uh,
0: well, oh, you, you you put together a good lineage there. I, 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 I never saw that one coming. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, okay, do you remember the scene? Okay, one of the funniest and most subtle scenes in the entire movie, The Death of Stalin, is when Simon Russell Beale uh, is walking behind Malenkov and sees the bottom of his corset hanging out. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's yes, just, yes. we have loosened the Union's great corset. I love that line. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, it was it was it was a really great movie. I mean, you can watch it on different levels too. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, let you take some more calls. Thanks, Tom.
2: All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, death of Stalin. I mean, look, when uh, true story. When I came across the death of Stalin, I was literally um, looking up documentaries about Joseph Stalin and. That movie came up. I watched it totally unprepared for the fact that it was a dark comedy. And there are so many funny lines in that movie. And unfortunately, many of them I can't recite on the radio unless the FCC uh, takes 20 grand from me, which I don't feel like paying over at this point. 8.03-0930. Much rather invest that into suits. 803-0930, star nine thirty and one 616 one six W B E N. Here is uh, Connor in Elma. Connor, you are on W B E N. Hello.
4: Hey, how's it going?
2: Well, um, with you with your suggestions, it's going quite well. Thank you.
4: <laughs> um. So I just got a couple. I'm I'm younger. I'm a college student, so I, don't, I haven't seen a whole bunch of movies. I've been getting more into it the last like six months. But um, the one I saw that was hilarious—it's called Burn After Reading. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It came out right at the movie that came out right after um, No Country for Old Men. And I don't know oh, why it's—it's okay. um, it's under the radar. It's got Brad Pitt, uh, George Clooney, John Malkovich, and it is like hysterical. I can't say much of the plot without giving it away, but um, Brad Pitt plays this like goofy meathead guy who works at a gym and he <laughs> just crushes it he is so funny
2: you know it, it's uh, for me it's a little bit hard to imagine Brad Pitt as a comedic uh, actor because I've only seen him in the more serious roles um, and, and Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Pitt can you know mouth kiss me anytime um <laughs> sorry I was trying to make you laugh uh, but anyway no that is uh give us the name of the movie again the Cohen brothers. Oh. Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading. Were you also a fan, by the way, of uh, Fargo?
4: Yeah, I uh, I do. I love the Coen brothers. They're probably my second favorite uh, director, even though there's two of them. Second favorite director. Um, who's the first? Washington, Tarantino? They're, they're all great.
2: Who Who's the first of your favorite directors? Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, it's. What did you think? um, As long as you are a Tarantino fan, um, what did you think of *Inglorious Bastards* and what did you think of uh, *Reservoir Dogs*?
4: Uh, *Inglorious Bastards* is probably. I go back and forth. One like *Pulp Fiction* and *Inglorious Bastards* are my two favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And *Reservoir Dogs* is also amazing. But *Inglorious*, I just like the first. 20 minutes of uh, *Inglorious Bastards* is like one of the greatest opening scenes, oh. and it's in a different language, and you're yes. hooked the entire time, which is just crazy. Oh,
2: Christoph Waltz is absolutely amazing and here's a little bit of trivia about Inglorious Bastards that you might not know Tarantino almost gave up on the project until Christoph Waltz came in and demonstrated fluency in German Italian French and English
4: yeah that's yeah he, he and then of course the Tarantino little,
2: went on to use him in did you see Django Unchained
4: yeah also amazing
2: I mean, any movie where Leo DiCaprio dies at the end is okay by me, but uh, yeah. <laughs> perhaps being a bit prejudiced, but uh, Tarantino is your favorite. So Burn After Reading is a hidden gem. Yeah. Are I mean, there any other – have... you're a college student, so I value your uh, youthful opinion. Uh, was there? Is there another movie on the list that you would count as a hidden gem that you've seen so far?
4: Yeah, I got I got one more. It was I don't know if it's a hidden gem. I think it's a little more popular than that one. But um, Memento, uh, Christopher Nolan's first uh, movie. He's big in the news now because Oppenheimer. But um, right. it's his first first di- uh, director uh, credit, and that is also one of my favorites. So, I mean, you know, the the funny
2: thing is, like, when you you do a radio show on a station like this, um, automatically people assume you are supposed to hate Hollywood, a bunch of left-wing liberal people, and I find myself putting my political biases on hold and enjoying being captivated by a movie. And, um, obviously James Woods, I'm rather fond of James Woods, but, uh, you know, De Niro's politics, James Woods politics, two different things, but it doesn't matter because in my opinion, uh, I mean, it, what, I don't, I don't even know if you're liberal or conservative or middle of the road or whatever, but isn't a great movie, a great movie. Yeah.
4: It's like, it. it's, it. yeah, it, it's, it's just captivating. It's, uh it does like you just forget about about all that stuff and you're uh like oh, fully absolutely
2: did sense. did did you see by the way and i i realize you're a college student so you weren't alive when it first came out but did you happen to see once upon a time in america
4: no i have not
2: um it takes all night to watch but i would recommend it i don't think i've stayed awake yet through the entire duration of the movie. But it, is, uh, it really is a masterpiece. And they actually mention Buffalo in a very uncomplimentary way, I might add, as the anus of the world. Uh, but <laughs> you, you should definitely check that out. It, it, but drink some coffee before you tune it on because it's really good.
4: Yeah, I just looked it up it took, over me, it, it
2: took me a while to get into it, okay? I did not like that movie the first few times I saw it. But then as I caught up with everything, I thought okay. to myself, wow, this is really well done. Yeah. All right, brother. Thank you. I appreciate the call, left.
4: Yep, thank you.
2: All right. Your uh, hidden gem movies. And uh, I I love the suggestions with which you guys are coming up. And again, it can be anything. I mean, look, I like the crime movies. I like the war movies, um, which probably means I'm a psychopath to some degree. if it's a love story, that's fine. But just don't expect me to be into it at this point. I'll, I'll take the recommendation, but uh, yeah.
5: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let in.
2: anybody uh, want to nominate this as a hidden gem movie talking about uh hidden gem movies and uh, i realized when i was looking at my amazon purchases how many really awesome movies i bought that you guys have never heard of. Come on, how many of you have actually heard of Legend with Tom Hardy about the Cray Twins in London in the 1960s? I will admit I also bought The Rise of the craze and The Fall of the craze Not nearly as good as Legend, but anything Tom Hardy is in is going to be great. I mean, I, you know... In a non-sexual way, I've fallen in love with Tom Hardy. I mean, that could change if he took me out to dinner. But I'm just saying, he's just an amazing actor. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Here's uh, Jack in uh, North Buffalo. Jack, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey,
6: Tom. How are you? Yes, sir. Well, before we get to my two picks, uh, and I think you love this one, too, Tombstone. Is like one of my all favorite movies. If I but don't is watch that, that okay.
2: Timeout time though. Tombstone, Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, and Sam Elliott, yeah. and all those guys. Um, yeah. Was is that really a hidden gem, or is that an American classic?
6: Um, it, I don't think it was a hit when it came out uh, in the theaters.
2: <laughs> so um, I have what to look up the it? gross on that, uh, but. I, I remember seeing that uh, the day it came out, and it was pretty pretty packed.
6: Oh, I loved it. But but the uh, two that they sent you is secondhand lions. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, Robert Duvall and Michael Caine. Super super movie. You got to watch it. It's, they're brothers. That uh, and they go back to their lifetime. Uh, they were. I think they went to. They were. They went to the uh, uh, French. What do you call it? War, and
2: and which, uh, wait, wait, and tell me which which on. which French war are we talking about? There were a whole bunch of
6: the, them. Uh, no, no. The um, what I'm thinking about the um, <laughs> oh the soldiers that
2: you can you
6: get paid to be a soldier. Um, French. What do you call it? Uh,
2: French Foreign Legion.
6: Yes, yes. They were okay. both in the legion, and they went down someplace like in Egypt or something, and then they came back, and uh, they were kind of eccentric brothers, and they had to take care of one of their nephews for the summer, and it was pretty interesting, pretty interesting.
2: Well, Michael Kane. No denying his uh, acting prowess. And the name of that movie again was? It was uh, Secondhand Lions. It's kind of an interesting title for well, a how movie. About, uh,
6: how about uh, Michael Caine and Zulu?
2: Um, you know, they used to show Zulu all the time on Channel 7. Oh, late, late at night, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I recall it being on a... Uh, Uh, a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday morning to counter football programming. Um, I have not seen Zulu in a long time. People, by the way, I mean, that movie has been accused of being extremely racist. So I'm not sure if any, I'm not sure if anybody is going to show that again, but the, uh, uh, Michael, yeah, Michael Caine. Uh, did you happen to see Michael Caine in the final Austin Powers movie, Goldmember? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And he was also in, oh, what was that movie? What was that movie? The Kingsman. Oh, I never saw The Kingsman, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, not to be confused with any motorcycle club. But uh, Michael Caine did a great job in uh, in that as well, and he was amazingly well, spry given his advanced age. Oh
6: yeah. Well, the other movie I sent in, I said Open Range. Did you ever see that one? Nope. It's uh, Kevin see that's Costner. why they're hidden. That's
2: why they're hidden gems. Chances are, I haven't yeah. seen them.
6: That's Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. It's a western. So if you like a good Western, it's a good Western.
2: Well, you know what? It uh excuse me, it depends on what you mean by, by Western. Now, if if you're a Kevin Costner fan, uh on Netflix have you watched The Highwaymen? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound like you really did. Uh, dude. Not- no, I did not the same though. No, no, this was no uh, the the high. Well, let me just explain to folks who might not be aware. The Highwayman is actually the story of Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson playing a couple of the guys who were in on the posse, and I said posse uh, to get Bonnie and Clyde. And yeah, it yeah. is one. It's it's the only movie of which I can think that actually told the story of the manhunt for Bonnie and Clyde from the lawman's point of view. Because even if you go back to uh, uh, Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty, that was more of a bad guy's point of view. This was the good guy's point of view. And Woody Harrelson... It was a good movie. Oh, it I was amazing. It was a very good movie. And as far as I can determine, it was uh, historically accurate. Let me Let me hit another hidden gem movie at you. And again, my biases are showing, but Gettysburg... With Jeff Daniels, Kevin Conway. Did, have you ever seen Gettysburg, all 19 hours of it? I'll take that as a no. Thank you very much for the call. I guess it was a one-way conversation. Uh, 803-0930 is the... Uh, I hate it when people do that, like try to engage them in conversation and click. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, one 616 wben Gettysburg is an absolutely awesome movie and the thing about Gettysburg is you don't really have to be into history to enjoy Gettysburg but the historical accuracy of Gettysburg is really quite amazing and the historical uh, accuracy of downfall how many of you have seen downfall with uh, it's in German Hitler in the bunker Um, amazingly historically accurate. As far as movies go, uh, most of you have seen clips on the internet uh, where Hitler is yelling and they dub in whatever they want to dub in. But it, it's a really, it's a really good movie. But uh, Gettysburg, if you've got four hours uh, someday, it really is awesome. And walking around Little Round Top, where the 20th Maine and the Pennsylvania and New York regiments uh, took their stand, is uh, it's really brought to life by that movie, and I will say that I've enjoyed Little Roundtop more since watching um, Gettysburg than I did before. Uh, here is Kenny in Amherst. Kenny, we're talking about hidden. Hello. All
0: those
2: racks. I also got to do now,
0: but
2: Kenny, I have no idea what's going on. We'll put you on hold. I have no idea. Here's Ed on a cell phone on WBN. Hello. How you doing, Tom? Yes, sir. First, Frustrated.
7: I'll, double, I'll double second-hand lines. It's an excellent movie, and uh, it is good. Uh, but I'm going to go back to the 70s to The Day of the Jackal.
2: Yes, 73, Fred Zinneman.
7: Yep, absolutely great movie, great producer. And at the same time period, Three Days of the Condor with Robert Redford.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I, I want to get back to Three Days of the Condor, but um, – the Day of the Jackal. Have you ever read the book by Frederick Forsyth?
7: I have not, and I've always wanted to. And it's it's because I thought the movie so well written and so well produced, and it really takes you back to when you didn't have computers and how you had to manually do the manpower and the man hours behind <laughs> international assassination attempts and so forth. It's amazing to me.
2: Absolutely. Uh, d- day okay, the day of the jackal remains. I mean, I don't know if I should call this a hidden gem or not, but the day of the jackal remains one of my all-time favorite movies. Edward Fox, who was also in the Battle of Britain with yes. uh, Ian McShane and a bunch of other yes. people, Day of the Jackal is so amazingly well done, and in it fact, is. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please.
7: I'll say. In fact, one of the first full frontal nude scenes for a man in any movies in the 70s.
2: No, we did not see Edward Fox's Wiener. We saw his buttocks, um, but not as we would. His buttocks,
7: but it, again, the side view was there, so I, it was it was unusual to see. Well, that apparently,
2: apparently, you watched that a little more closely than I did. I'm just gonna say, uh, <laughs> I, I, I cast no judgments here, no aspersions. It's 2023. What do I care? But I, uh, I, I never noticed his uh, his male parts uh, in that scene where he's getting up off of bed after killing the uh, wealthy French lady. Well. That's right. And
7: then Three Days of the Condor with Robert Redford playing the CIA reader, book reader, and analyst was phenomenal. And uh, if you wanna find some movies of <laughs> early actors experiences, Jane Spader had a movie called Dream Lover in the early eighties. Watch it. You'll got
2: they it. all? <laughs> yeah, and um, then
7: one of my favorite modern movies is The Illusionist with Edward Norton and Paul Giamatti. Phenomenal.
2: Uh, let's let's just get back to three days of the Condor, uh, Robert Redford, right. and I recall, um, and I'm not trying to mislead you here, but uh, I recall seeing scenes from that, but I've never seen the entire thing all the way through. Watch it, you'll like it.
7: If what I'm hearing that you like what you like about movies, watch it. Faye Dunaway is excellent in it. And the gentleman who played in um, Pelham One Two Three, the original Pelham One Two Three, he's in that as a CIA assassin. He's excellent, phenomenal in it. So
2: now, as I recall, the basics of the movie: uh, Redford was CIA and got himself into trouble, and then became a target of CIA. Am I mildly correct?
7: Yeah, what he was doing was reading books, and they were looking for messages exchanged internationally in everyday literature. And he left the office and went out the back way to get coffee and something to eat. And when he came back, he everybody was dead. And yes, And they thought he was yes. amongst the dead, and he wasn't. And they kept on searching for him and having to come out and so forth. It was it was phenomenal.
2: So. Um, yeah, uh, three days of the Condor. I've seen bits and pieces. I think it was on Netflix, not all that long ago. I. See, here's, here's the problem, though. I don't know if you run into this, but I run into this all the time. By the time I actually have the chance to uh, recline on my couch and watch a movie, it's usually my bedtime. Usually after... Quite a bit of tequila, and um, I close. <laughs> I close my eyes for two seconds, and the next thing I know, it's four in the morning, and I've got the little thing. Sh- and I've got my Samsung TV bouncing up and down with Samsung, Samsung, and I realize I just watched. I just missed the movie.
7: <laughs> I love it, Tom. But I think it's a great show. I think the other topic you bring up sometime, our hidden gem TV series that aren't around anymore.
2: Yeah, but I want to I want to focus on I want to focus on movies today. And the yeah. the reason oh, is Another time. Yeah, we'll do we'll do hidden gem TV shows absolutely, but uh hidden gem see what I love about hidden gem movies is as I tried to explain earlier, we all know The Godfather is a great movie. We all know The Godfather 2 is a great movie, as is uh, Goodfellas, as is Casino. But there are movies out there of which people have never heard that are absolutely sensational. And um, movies that were big at one time that somehow fell through the cracks of history. Two examples, Patton with George C. Scott and Amadeus with Tom Hulse. Um, Fantastic movie. Oh, play Salieri.
7: Hmm. Uh, You know, that's what's the beauty about entertainment. You can love it, you can hate it but experience it and appreciate the art and the talent.
2: Do you think it's a little weird that people on this show, if you asked asked 100 people, what do you think of Hollywood, 98% are going to say, I hate Hollywood. And yet, when we talk about movies, people get into them.
7: I agree with you. And I hate now the political message being brought by Hollywood outside of the workplace, outside of their movies. Or you look at what is heralded as a, great movie and nominated for the oscars it's no longer based upon the content of the movie it's based upon the social uh direction that the movie takes you i think that's sad it's just like when we talk about free speech it's crazy because to me i don't care what colin kaepernick does outside of work but at work you can't sit there and protest and do what you want to do at your job
2: that's what i get crazy about so it is what it is yeah, no, look, man, I, I, I hear you. I mean, James Woods is an exception to the rule, and so is the guy whose name I can never remember. My friend Rene Zeno Ron is Silver, friends with him, Ron but Silver. Johnny Sack from The Sopranos. Yep, Ron and Silver, also an actor
7: who I think has passed away. He was also a conservative yep. Hollywood actor. Not Tom, to be
2: confused Tom, with um, Ron Jeremy. Um, no,
7: <laughs> and also um, Tom Selleck, another one.
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. And Pat Sajak. And it's funny how once Pat Sajak's political views became known, suddenly he was the object of many um, pieces in the media that uh, excoriated him. Uh, For a while, he was Mr. Popular. Everybody loved him. But the minute he was uh, outed as a conservative, suddenly he became a scumbag. Um, Thank you very much, Ed. I appreciate the call. Your Hidden Gem Movies. Movies that don't get the props they ought to get, but are really super awesome. You're a movie hidden gems. And okay, look, I'm looking at my call screen and I've got a whole bunch of dudes. Women, I know you watch movies, so I don't know where my babes have gone, but uh, the Bowerly babes seem to have deserted me in droves. (laughs) in uh, many respects. Here is uh, Frank on a cell phone. Frank, you're on WBEN. Hello.
8: Hello. Uh, since you were talking about Michael Kane my favorite Michael Caine movie was Blaming on Rio with Joe Bologna.
2: Now, it, are we going to call that a hidden gem? Because that's, I'm trying to focus on hidden gems, movies oh, that maybe... it was. It was
8: so you, long you ago, I can't remember if it was a hit or not.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I, I remember the title, never saw the movie. I don't it's know if it qualifies as a hidden here. gem.
8: Him and his, They go on vacation with their wives and the one daughter, and Michael Caine ends up having an affair with Joe Bologna's teenage daughter. It's hilarious. Oh, it doesn't anyway, sound hilarious. So, sounds, sounds a little
2: too much like uh, Woody, what's his name to me? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Well, this yeah.
8: one's a hidden gem. That I don't think it's too old. It's called Yesterday. It's about, it about. Uh, guys driving a bicycle, and there's a big lightning storm, and Nobody ever heard of the Beatles after that, and he starts singing Beatles songs and gets rich and famous.
2: <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes! I never saw it's, it. Is it is it funny? Oh, uh, you've got to see it. It's on TV a lot. Uh, you you be able to get
8: it on cable. That's a hilarious movie. You, you know, I uh, remember really I remember funny. seeing the
2: ads for it. I remember seeing the previews for it when I used to go to the um, when I used to go to the movies. But as yeah, far it's, as it's a, it's a uh, movie. Uh, I've I've never seen it, but it sounds like it would be absolutely hilarious. Now, if you it's, like comedies, it's, it's, the the Borat movies. Are you into those?
8: Well, I saw them. They were funny, but they didn't knock me off my feet. They were a little goofy for
2: me. And okay, one more question, because no woman. In the history of the world, has A been into Pink Floyd or B been into Monty Python? Are you a Monty Python guy? I like Monty Python. Yes. And Have you, know you ever I'm known nowadays. a woman? Have you ever known a woman who got into it?
8: No, no, I never know a woman that got into the Three Stooges either. And they're hilarious. They'll oh, never God. go. They'll never stop being funny.
2: Wait, we're not going to go down the Three Stooges alley again, are we?
8: No, no, but I'm just saying women just don't like the Three Stooges for some reason.
2: Well, I, I may be a hidden woman. You never know. I might transition. Yeah, you I'm don't like trying, them either? Dude, I I never got them, even as a kid when I was supposed oh, my to God, get them. Now, I, See, I, never... I always liked them.
8: I remember a couple times going, this is going back about 10, 15, 20 years ago, the Riviera Theater in North Tonawanda used to have Three Stooges night. And they would just show, like, back-to-back Three Stooges for, like, two and a half hours. Well, I I love... you barely hear the the punchlines because everybody was laughing so hard. I
2: I love the RIV, and I know the people who run the RIV, and they've always been very kind to me. But uh, I thank you kindly. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, You have Uh, a good day. I uh yes of course um thank you um talking about your hidden gem movies movies that did not get the fanfare of the godfather the godfather 2 goodfellas but are really good movies and look some of these i've heard of um some of these i have not but uh, day of the jackal was a huge hit when it was out but it was in 1973 And what is, again, as we advance chronologically, 1973 is almost half a century ago. And one of the things about cinema is there are so many unbelievably entertaining films of which people have lost track. And I'm not even going back to Edward G. Robinson or Paul Muni or uh, Rod Steiger or people like that. I'm talking about people... In the last 50, 55 years, movies of the last 50, 55 years, your hidden gem movies, the stuff that I should be watching on Amazon to help uh, while away the summer of solitude of 2023. It is uh, three fifty-eight at News Radio 930. This is kind of ironic, by the way.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone fifteens, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone fifteens? You spend a here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone fifteens on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.